You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. All right, Mike. Uh, okay, so we got a lot to talk about with these playoffs. And, I, and I, I know you're fired up, man. I can see it in your face. I can see it. I see it. I see it. And I know what happens. The DNA starts changing as you get into playoffs. And we're, we're in it. So we're going to yeah. talk about all that. But uh, I just wanted you to take notice here of my, my apparel. And uh, this, this is a, a, a genuine uh, official pro circuit um, motocross team factory shirt this was given to me by uh, team owner mitch payton wow. uh, and mitch mitch is an icon in the supercross motocross world never heard yeah but you know what mike he he is one hell of a guy uh just a, a tremendous person and uh, he built this team this race team uh, from the ground up literally out of his garage one of those type stories and now he's got uh you know he's had riders uh in the big races here for, for gosh, well, probably over close to 30 years now. So, uh, and, uh, congrats to him, man. You know, he, they're, they're plugging along here. He's got a couple young riders and, uh, who knows, man, maybe this Joe Shimoda kid coming over from Japan can get it going here, but, uh, just want to give him a shout out and uh, say, thank you. And you know me, I'll take anything for free now. You know, it's got all this on here. Does that thing plug in anywhere? Does it Does have it plug in? Lights, it might, it, it, on it, it might, Mike, it, it play might. Music? It might, it you know what? I, I think it does, man. It's got all the factory sponsors on it. You know, that's yeah, the does. big it, thing. There's not much that's not on there. That's for sure. I <laughs> and see you Santa know, Claus on there too. <laughs> he might, if he paid, he's yeah, on the he, shirt. Yeah, yeah right, <laughs> right. And right. you know me, if it's, if it's for free, I'm going to take three, at least. It's like coaches. You put free food out there. It's gone. You put <laughs> oh my gosh! There, it's gone. Yeah. You know, you know, my dad used to do on the team on a plane ride home after games. He would come home and he would have like silverware, you know, from the meal. And he would have a little shaving kit, you know, because airlines used to give you little shaving kits, you know, in mm-hmm. first class. On. He yeah. would come home with all that stuff. And my mom would say, <laughs> why are you bringing all this stuff? I said, it's for free. You know? <laughs> so there you go. An NFL coach so, will take anything. So, you know, assistant coaches. <laughs> You know, they make good money now. I mean, it's yeah, they make a lot of money. I won't tell you it was. I had two coaches on Friday practice. Afterwards, we'd have a fried chicken deal and all that stuff. And yeah. of course, there's leftover. We had those coaches who would go down there and they'd bag all the, the leftover stuff to take it home. I guess yeah. I probably would have too, but I, I just it just caught me wrong somehow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, before we move on, one final note on on uh, Mitch Payton and, and Team Pro Circuit. I was telling you a little bit about Mitch. Mitch was paralyzed in a racing accident uh, as a teenager, okay, years, years ago. And, uh, you know, that, that didn't stop him. That didn't slow him down. That was part of the inspiration that led to him saying, okay, if I can't ride anymore, I'm, I'm going to build a team, other huh? guys and make yeah. a team. So Good truly an inspiration yeah. and, and truly a feel-good uh, story and a great guy. Uh, so 
just wanted to, to pass that on. And uh, like I said, all the best to him and, and everyone else there in the business, because I love that stuff. All right, Mike. So let's uh, let's discuss this. Let's just start with uh, we're in the playoff hunt here. And let's start with playoff wild card weekend, as the NFL calls it. Now, that's a new thing. Wild card weekend. And the games went from uh, Saturday all the way through to Monday. And Monday's game, the Rams in Arizona. And I got to tell you, first off, congrats to the Rams. They came out smoking. Uh, I noticed the coach took the ball out of the quarterback's hands and he put it in the hands of one Cam Akers. And, and from the very first few plays, you could tell how this game was going to go and it went. You know, the team was was excited about playing that game. Of course, they were uh, they were in playoff mode and, and new yeah. guys in the league that don't know what playoff mode is. If you're in one of those situations, you get you get baptized real quick because it's different speed, different. It's just different. You know, yeah. um, they didn't make any mistakes. The only mistake they had is they had a drop pass over in the sideline to that tight end, uh, Higby or whatever his name is. Um, that was yeah. the only mistake I saw them. Defensively, they started the game. Remember, we talked about changing the front. They started the game in a five-man front. Yeah, you, you. That's right. You texted me that. <clears throat> they started that pair. Started with double eagle, so the guards yeah. are covered, centers covered. So that means that you're not going to run the ball. So anyway, they a five-man front. For those who don't know, then on passing downs, you got it's one on one, and they're playing man coverage, and they just figure their defensive front's going to beat those guys one on one quickly enough before you get the ball. And that's what happened. And then they just played the routes, Ron. You know, they just took what they do and just did not let them do it. They route red. They sat on things. It's a real short passing yeah. game. And this is what we've said about Cliff for, for some time now, that unless you change and be creative, ultimately they will absolutely shut you down. And that's what's happened to him in each of the seasons that he's coached in the second half of the season. People go to school on him, and they just shut him down. And and then he has no recourse or answer. And I felt bad for the quarterback because, you know, I'm, I'm sure he'll take heat on has nothing to do with him. He had nowhere to go with football. He's holding the ball that, back that's there. Right. Yeah. And um, it happened in a couple of situations. Dallas was exactly the same thing. You know, they came out and they took it away, and they had no answer. They couldn't change gears. And, you know, that's why you carry so much – you know, in your game plan, you've got to be able to change change up and all of a sudden go to two tight ends and play a little power football and play action or whatever. But they just do one thing. They're in their gun. They have a few runs that they do. A lot of short passing games and screens, and that's it. And they just shut it down. They had no answer for them. Did the coaches blow this one? Seems yeah, like they didn't have a That's have all they plan. know. That's all yeah. they know. That, that yeah. They took that plan. You could probably – they were probably running the same game plan in week one. You know, it's just yeah. there's not much difference to what they do. And, you know, in college, it's all based on speed. You line up real quick and run all that stuff real fast. And, you know, nobody – it's just different in the NFL. You know, these guys go to work and they take that stuff away. And I felt bad for the players because they deserved better than that. I thought it was a horrendous job of coaching by Cliff Kingsbury. And that's – Hard yeah, for me too. to say, as you know, I know how I feel uh, about coaches, and yeah. but I was I was angry at it. It just really upset me. You know, you go back to the Philadelphia game too. There's some teams, Ron. I think that uh, are just happy to make it to the playoffs, and that was one of those teams. Yeah, they're just happy to get there. Same thing. The game plan was absolutely horrendous. They didn't give that poor quarterback a chance to do anything. At least do something where you can get the ball into the flat or a little quasi pick play or. Be creative, do something, and they just didn't, and they just shut them down completely. 
Mike, were you surprised at how well the Rams ran the ball, especially with Cam Akers and a guy coming off of a, a torn Achilles, which back in our day, if you had a, was, an Achilles, yeah, that, that was, was almost a death done, Yeah. So, so Ron, um, you, you, you were in the league when guys would come in, call, they call them fresh legs, right? Yeah, fresh salad. <laughs> yeah, fresh yeah. salad, fresh legs. Yeah, yeah. he had fresh yeah. legs, and he comes yeah. in, he's playing – at a, a high rate of speed and you know he didn't he he doesn't slow down you know guys some of those backs when they get inside they hunt and peck a little bit and he just hits it buddy i mean he just hits it he played with a, a kind of a reckless abandon that are really they're, they're really great backs you gotta play you know particularly at playoff time and i know what that is because i i missed the season and i came back after an injury and let me tell you every second every minute of the day you think about getting back on that field question, and, yeah. and you have a rage in you and energy. <laughs> I remember when I came back after missing a year, because uh, all you can pretty do pretty much do is rehab and lift like a, like a crazy man. And I remember I came back and, and guys were coming up to me and they were saying, what are you on? I said, yeah, well, you you on. They would laugh. They'd laugh. They'd say, come on, man. You're on something. That's all you did is work out. Yeah, I went through the same thing. <laughs> I wasn't on anything. Like, yeah. I was just juiced up, jacked up. Yeah. And you could see that energy and that, that explosion. It's hard standing on the sideline oh, uh, injured. And then yes. when you do get your opportunity, you're so excited right. about it. And I think that has a lot to do with what, the way he was. He was so anxious to play and be part of that yeah. team. And they do, they're doing everything right. The guy's really a good – McVay – he handles everything right. He handles everything at the same level. He doesn't get unnerved by things. He just yeah. he does a great job with that, and that's why it'll be one of the main reasons why they'll be successful because his leadership. You know, right, right. And we're we're going to talk later on here uh, about the the matchup. Now, I, I think it's going to be pretty good for the Rams because uh, Tampa Bay's busted up in the offensive line. But we'll talk yeah. about that matchup coming up. But but uh, finishing up this uh, Cam Akers thing, yeah, the 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 amount of energy you spend mental energy and stress and one step forward, three steps back when you're in rehabilitation, people don't know. People think the surgery is a hard part. No, the surgery is the easy part. The rehab is the hard part. And they made a comment that he'd said something about, um, he'd break down going to rehab because he knew how painful uh, it would be for him. Mike, but I've been Neil, there. Yeah. He, Neil yeah. Alatrosh was our, uh, was our surgeon when I was in LA at the Rams and he's still there and he's still, did Tom Brady surgery? He's he's the guy in LA, you know, to, yep. to do it. And of course, he did a remarkable job on it. But it was it was a fun game to watch, uh, particularly if you're a Ram fan. I felt so bad, and I don't feel bad for teams normally, but I did feel bad for that Arizona group because I just felt like they were not given an opportunity to prepare. They just weren't given anything to have success with, you know. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It, it was embarrassing. And of course, they're missing the big receiver, you know, obviously. Yeah. He's not there, and and uh, but there's just and the running back. I, what's his name? Number six. Gosh darn it! Sorry about that. For oh, Arizona, oh, Connor. Connor. Yeah, yeah he yeah, played Connor. very well. You know, yeah. he gave some life, and they come in and compete. You know, but there are teams when they get to the playoffs, they're just happy to make it. And I think uh, Philadelphia, they just wanted to get in and get that thing over with. That yeah, was, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. I exactly. mean, uh, Philadelphia in, in their game. They oh, I see. All right. They went home. And, and Arizona, to some extent, um, yeah. the energy, you can just tell in warm-ups, the energy wasn't there. Right. When you watch those guys at the beginning of the snap, they just didn't. You know, when you have a real good plan, you feel good about it, and the guys are excited about playing, you just know. 
Yeah. And when you're not, when the plan's not good or the, it just guys just, they, there wasn't the same kind of energy. And especially when you're on the road in the playoffs, you have to weather yeah. the storm that first quarter. And if you don't weather the storm that first quarter, you're going to be playing from um, deep space for quite some time. That's a great point. I, you know, I'm going to write that down and, and use that on some of my other shows later on. You know, weather, survive first quarter, survive Q1. You got to yeah. first so drive in the first quarter. Because yeah. the noise in the, it's electric. The noise, the yeah. enthusiasm, the, the home team, you know, they're jacked up. The fans are going. Yeah. If you can weather that storm and stay within range and do well, then you you got a great chance of winning that game. Well, okay, so let's let's go to to Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. There's a perfect example. I I didn't think that uh, Philadelphia looked very much like Arizona. Like, uh oh, I didn't realize that switch was going to be flipped, and this is different. You could see with Hertz, yes, he was like, whoa, this is yeah. different. Uh, Kyler Murray, this is different. But with Hurts, the same thing. They just didn't have it. They didn't give him anything. They just, no. you know, you, especially no. in those games, you got to create opportunities for the quarterback to kind of get in it and have some confidence. But I don't think either team, when you look at it, Ron, either Arizona or Philadelphia, winning that game with a thought that they really had a good chance of winning it. Yeah. And Philadelphia, to me, had checked it in when on the kickoff. They just, they didn't compete. Arizona defensively competed, but offensively, and this is the head coach now, just a really horrendous, horrendous game plan and game time adjustment. Yeah, yeah. And there were some throws there that the quarterback missed, but as you say, you could see the game planning was off from, from the start. Like, and I don't, you know, I don't blame Murray at all. You know, I, he was yeah. – he's running around. He can't get guys – free you know they're not winning on routes and as a quarterback the difference for people who don't know in zone you have read progressions you if that guy's not open you can check it down over here in space and those yeah. kinds of, but in man to man there's no such option as uh check downs you know you in man to man you got to make that throw for the best receiver that you think it will win on the route and you, you just don't go through a reprogression man and so yeah. and it takes time so if he's if they lock him down you don't have a place to go and that's exactly what the Rams did. They just locked him up. They played five. Yeah. They rushed five down on him, and which really sped up the clock for the quarterback. And they just he just could not get the ball down the field at all. No, no. And and you know, you're in Los Angeles now. Come on. That that was <laughs> that was basically a Laker game on a football field. Okay. That the energy wise. You could see no the, the star, that star, the commissioner is there. Yeah. He's hanging with our guy, Jackie Slater. Well, you if you don't like you say if you don't survive the first few minutes of that game, you're 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 going down in a death spiral, and that's that's what happened. You know, and then uh, of course the the New England game was uh, was an odd game to me. The difference between New England and these other teams, even though they got blown out, was defensively they just could not hold up to that onslaught of Buffalo. Buffalo, when that kid, that quarterback, when Josh Allen was on, I don't know. What else you can do, you know, and they're just not good enough defensively to hold up against, you know, the, the Bills. You knew this was coming because they lost him earlier. There's some comments made, and that head coach got a little riled. They beat him pretty good last time, and you knew that if they could hang one on him this time, they would, and they did. But my point is New England offensively, I mean, they compete. You just don't stop competing. You know, they still compete, getting trying to get the ball down the end zone, and there's just no – let up regardless of the situation. And, you know, you live to fight another day, so to speak. But 
the way Buffalo played, if they play like that every week, you know, who's going to beat them kind of thing, you know? So Buffalo uh, will go to Kansas City again, okay? And here's what I said on about Buffalo. The defense, they're, they're number one in like six different categories defensively. And the quarterback play is really starting to show now. We knew what he was, and they hit a bump in the road there. They fixed this New England problem by going to New England, beating him, and now putting an exclamation point on it right here. Yeah. But now you, you clearly saw in that game that, that they're going to get there through Josh Allen and their defense. And they make no bones about it, Ron. You know, they, no. the lack of running game, they say, well, the quarterback's going <clears> to <throat> run. So, the, I mean, he does it all for them. Yeah. Obviously, he goes down there in deep trouble, but yeah. you know they just they don't make any apologies for the fact that there's no running game existent whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And so now I always said if Buffalo could have home field advantage, I, I would have to pick them going in to go to the Super Bowl. Now they're they're still going to have a heck of a chance here, but they've got to prove that they can go to Kansas City and exercise that demon. Now let's let's uh, let's talk about Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City screwed around with Pittsburgh for about a quarter, and then once the Steelers went up 7 nothing, then all of a sudden Kansas City woke up. I don't know that you have that luxury against better teams like they're going to see this week in Buffalo to screw around, sleepwalk, and then flip the switch. Well, I think, I think Pittsburgh came out and played as good as they can on defense. They maxed themselves out, yeah. But offensively, uh, that, that was another one of those game plans where you're thinking you're, you're just trying to – run time off the clock and make a close kind of game plans, you know, and the, yeah. it just, it's, it was offensive for me to watch Pittsburgh and and what they did on offense. I didn't understand, even though Ben's got some limitation, but at least make an effort now, you know, they didn't, they just hand the ball off and, and throw a slant and drop it and punt. And that was a routine. There's a, they got into that football cha-cha. Well, <laughs> football cha-cha. But Mike, that's what you see when you watch Pittsburgh football. Yeah. I hate to say this about any professional football team out of respect for the sport, but it's, it's, it's borderline boring and well, Ben can't push the ball up the field like he used to, obviously, but it's, it's, he missed, he just missed a bunch of throws down the field too. He just, it, he obviously he was done it really a year ago, but yeah, um, we know that. Yeah. You know, it's going to be hard for them. I, I guess calling plays in a situation like that's gotta be difficult because there's not much he can do. And you really can't run the ball very well. So you got to try to weather the storm when on defense, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to this uh, San Francisco Dallas game. We briefly touched on it. All right. So where do you want to start? Okay. Let's just start at the, the part that everyone wants to know about, even though Tony Dungy's comment was, I thought, historic when he said, stop talking about the last 15 seconds and start talking about the other mistakes that were made by the Cowboys throughout the game but Mike take me from that moment when Dak is racing up the field after the, the uh, quarterback sneak and what happened in your your eyes so they they were um, dominated the entire game you know they threw San Francisco Garoppolo threw a pick he just overthrew a sideline route and that keeps right. them at they take that down the score otherwise they just get dominated and that in this series the last series is meaningless they had no chance of scoring from the 20 yard line anyway it was going to be a but, miracle play. Yeah, they act like that, yeah. that that one that was going to be a great play from the twenty five yard line or wherever it was, and they're going to throw a touchdown. It's not going to happen, right? You know, and they try to cover the fact that they stunk the entire game 
It was a horrendous plan, and uh, the receivers didn't play fast. They, same thing that happened in Arizona, Ronnie. They just yeah. clamped down the receivers. The receivers couldn't win on a route. And Dak Prescott, you know, I'm a big fan of his. I, I, I watched what happened. He had no place to go with the ball. No. If he throws, that's going to be picked, you know, so you, you just end up eating that ball and holding on to it, and everybody gets mad at him. But from a coach's standpoint, when you look at that, they're not creating anything to get guys free, you know. And it's uh, – yeah. he had to make some Herculean throws at the end there to make it a game again. But that that last thing, that was a moot point. That game wasn't – they were going to win that game. Yeah. Okay. So here, here are the other points. Some of the other points that Tony Dungy was referring to, and he's, he's dead on. Uh, Dallas rushes the ball for 77 yards to San Francisco's 169. Same trick San Francisco pulled on the Rams uh, about a week ago. They're, they're a physical team. They're running the football. Very 11 well. rushes in the first quarter. Yeah. 11. Right. Right. Uh, penalty wise, my gosh, 14 penalties to nine. Uh, for Dallas, well, the left, guard, can win. the left guard, 52, they have a big play and comes back because he tackles a guy holding, you know, um, yeah, there's yeah. no recourse to it. You know, like we said, substitute teacher, whoever the head coach is, he's a substitute teacher. And, you know, all the kids in school know that no matter what they do, there's no recourse that doesn't matter. Yeah. And because San Francisco ran the ball so well, uh, of course, the time of possession was a little out of whack. Uh, San Francisco, 33 minutes to Dallas is 26. W- what has happened to uh, Zeke Elliott? He's injured. He was He's injured earlier. Be. He was yeah. injured early in the year. I could see him, and they just never said anything about it. But he was, he's, hasn't been the same all year he's been injured. No, no, he hasn't. No. That uh, knee, but, he just can't. He can't. You can you know, see it. Yeah, you, you can doesn't. see Pollard when he goes in. There's a whole different speed and. He just can't make anything happen. Yeah. Uh, Connor Williams, the, the center, uh, this 49er front four got into him pretty, pretty good. I mean, they, 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 uh, they made life hard. Armstead uh, was there, and, and, and they were from, from top to bottom, start to finish, they dominated another game with their front four, defensive front four. Now the, the question is moving forward. Uh, they lost Joey, uh, Nick Bosa. And he's got a head injury, so I he's got to be in protocol right now. He's question mark for next week's game. And uh, they lost Warner, Fred Warner, the middle linebacker who's been flying around like a crazy man because of the front four making plays. He's yeah. got an ankle, so you know this is uh, they're gonna they're gonna limp into this next game here going up to Green Bay on that from that standpoint definitely. But going back to this game, Ron, that down four for the 49ers, once it became clear that they weren't going to run the football, you know, other than a token run here and there. Yeah. And they went into all these games that they ran up, up in front, which I'd love to see the Rams do. But mm-hmm. they ran a triple twist, TTEs and ETs and TEs and all these things. And, you know, Dallas couldn't handle it. They, Dallas was a, a slug mug front offensive line. They yeah. just, but when it comes time to deal and passing that stuff off, that's just not what they do. They they struggled and they they're wiggling guys free on Dak all afternoon. And it was just uh, they did a remarkable job on defense. They hit in the coverages. They sat on the routes. They knew what they were going to throw. They didn't let them have it. They just shut <laughs> them down. It was just a great job of coaching, I think. Uh, I, I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, They've uh, they've done a nice job there, and that's uh, D'Amico Ryan's. Remember D'Amico, the former middle linebacker with the Houston Texans. 
who quite honestly hasn't gotten a lot of publicity this year and not many people have talked about him, but I, you know, I think now you have to start talking about him because this defense is playing pretty well. So we'll see. Well, you look at all the injuries. The really good teams they've played. They've just been remarkable. They've taken apart and they started off slow course, but yeah. it'll be like you said, going up to green Bay will be a, a tough road trip for them. Yeah. Uh, even with the guys healthy, I think Green Bay with a week off, and and I think they probably um, are, in, are in good shape in terms of their roster. You know, we talked about that. They got some guys back at both the backs back, and yeah. the offensive line was the only place that they were nicked. Um, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, so Biak uh, Biak. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I always screw his name up. Uh, Bakhtieri. 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 Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said Tim Biaka running yeah, back. I was going to say Batuka. Bakhtieri. He has been out. Remember now, this is the second highest paid offensive lineman in the NFL. Yeah. And he is he has been out all year. And yeah. he got hurt last year. But so and it's everything they, they've got him back on the practice routine now, and he's 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 uh, officially available. But they haven't put him in, so I don't know if this this week now they're going to put him in along with the Jair Alexander, you know, the big corner, the, the yeah. top corner for the Packers. He's 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 active now, but I don't know what's going to happen. With I just him. I think a great team, and I think they're a great team like the Packers. You give them a week of rest to go into the playoffs, and then they got everything's got to be played in Green Bay. Yeah. Man, I tell you, that's tough duty for anybody to go up there and beat them. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Bengals and Raiders. All anyone wants to talk about is the whistle that was inadvertently blown, but not according to members of the NFL official committee. Uh, they say that uh, there was no whistle, even though you can clearly hear a whistle. Well, if there was a whistle, it was right on the throw, I thought. I, I, yeah, it was. Yeah, right. It was. It was I mean, come on. It, it was, I mean, it's a touchdown, so, uh, you know, find something to whine and complain about. But, see, the the thing the Raiders did that Arizona and Philadelphia did not do, they went in there with the thought, you know, they're going to win that game. You know, they had a great form. That's right. uh, Had every opportunity to win it, just couldn't quite get it done. Yeah. So where did things go? You know, and this I thought this was a very well played game. This was a fun game to it watch. It was a good game to watch. Yes. Yeah. And and when what I thought the Raiders didn't have in their favor that they had the week prior against the Chargers was they didn't have someone going for it on fourth down on their own twenty to give them the opportunity. To get yeah, the they didn't have that 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 dumb stuff going on. So they actually had to every possession go down, make something happen put things together, string drives together, string things together and win the game. You had to go take this game. And, and, and Joe Burrow, you know, you've been saying now for a long time, boy, you watch Joe Burrow. His processing is excellent. He knows exactly where to go with the football. His feet are right. And I, and I was looking for all that and I could see it, you know, in the most pressure situation, a playoff game at home for a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 30 some years. Yeah. He's a superstar of the future. I mean, he's the future of this league in a lot of sure respects. You know, he and Herbert, you know, when you look at them, those are two of the quarterbacks here 10 years from now. They'll still be, you know, playing at the highest level and being in Super Bowls, et cetera. But I think that um, the, the biggest thing is with Chase, with the receiver, the two of those guys, it makes no difference what the coverage is. 
they're going to get him the ball. It just yeah. and they'll they'll be that combination will be the deciding factor whether or not they win or lose. And they try to take him away. He still had a bunch of catches and was a uh, you know a major factor in why they win. Yep. Okay. So let's run through the games now coming up. I think we covered everything from last week. Who's in? Who's out? So. Let me set this this stage for us real quick, Mike, and then we'll we'll take off on it. So the Bengals will take on the Titans. That'll be a Saturday game. Uh, San Francisco will finish up Saturday going into Green Bay. So that's that's a nice little docket there for you on a Saturday. Sunday, the Rams uh, playing late or at three o'clock Eastern time. I should say late. That's actually the early game that day. They'll take on the Buccaneers and then the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs will will finish up the day on that one at, at night. So let's go back to the Bengals at Tennessee. Tell me what you like about Tennessee. Tell me what worries you about Tennessee. Well, as long as they can uh, make you play on long field, then they'll have a great chance of winning the game. And by that, I mean sustained, long sustained drives. And if you don't get points out of it, leave the ball inside the 20 and make them go the long road, so to speak. And that's, Real sound, traditional football, and that's what they play. Um, no turnovers, no penalties. Ultimately, they're not going to be real good uh, at catch-up against good teams. You know what I mean? A, a real good defense. And I think that yeah. – I think Cincinnati's got a, a pretty decent defense. I don't know if they're good enough to hold up against that, that onslaught, the running game that Tennessee has ultimately. If Tennessee can dominate in the running game – and get some big plays out passing him. They, I think they got a great chance of beating them. But I just, the bottom line is, I just think that uh, they'll go down, and score a bunch of points on Tennessee, and just keep it out of reach. Does uh, Derrick Henry play this game? They've been flirting with this. It seems yeah, like now but you, is the team. Yeah, but he, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Let's, let's yeah. just say he does, though. Um, the, the thing with right now with the Bengals is they're capable of putting 28 points up in any quarter, you know, they can do that. Right. And I think that uh, if they go down there and play like they're capable of play, they'll put a bunch of points in and just make, make Tennessee come from behind to win that game because that's not what they do. They slow things down and they grind it out and make some plays and pass the game. That's it. But they're not to get in a two minute kind of shootout kind of deal, which is going to be in Cincinnati's favor. Tennessee's just not, they're just not built to do that. Uh, the Bengals are uh, a very good team in terms of completion percentage, and that speaks to the quarterback. And he's back. Joe Burrow's got the highest completion percentage in the NFL uh, at 70 percent. Uh, you, you talk about a stat all the time that's big, and it's yards per, per attempt ten. on pass yes. plays. Yeah. Right. And, and they were at 7.9 before that game, which was number two, believe it or not, in the NFL next to – San Francisco, yeah. number one, but that ability, and why is that so important? And how did that stat come about? What what, what gravitates you to that particular stat with all the you know, other when stats? I first, when I first got in the league, I talked to a stat guy who knew nothing about football, and he just said, of all the the because he applied to the whole league since 1950, you know, one of yeah. those things. He said the number that jumps out at you is uh, the yards per pass attempt. And it, it usually equates points, being able to move the ball, you know, all those things. So I think that uh, seven to seven, five used to be really a good number. Very rarely, if ever, did anybody hit eight. 
But if you're up there close to eight, then you're you're really tough offensive passing game. It's really difficult to stop you. They're not going to stop you as long as you stay healthy. And that's kind of the point. You know, they're going to get their points in with those kinds of numbers. And that's why I think they beat them. I do. I think they go down and beat Tennessee. I just don't think Tennessee is going to hold up against that passing attack. Will it? Will the quarterback hold up? Tannehill. Um, no, I, I and that's why I think uh, that's why I think Cincinnati beats him because I don't think Tannehills can play from behind and play well. You know, he's, uh, he's the yeah. turnovers and the he, it takes him too long to get rid of that ball. Yeah, they're minus five in the turnover uh, area. There, this is the final stats of the of the season the regular season that was 24th so that that that's not a good stat um i noticed one thing interesting about this team and i and i went and i did some research on all this stuff here the titans have never lost more than two straight and i looked around the league a lot of people lost more than two straight like they had going a three-game losing streak and then they come out of it and then go another one but it seems like the good teams don't lose more than two straight ever. And, and the really good oh. ones don't even lose two straight. Right. And a lot of that speaks to injuries too, though, Ron. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people, you know, when you – like the 49ers, when they first got going, they had a bunch of injuries. And I, I think that's a major factor. Uh, I think the teams that win the Super Bowl, for the most part, are injury-free. Um, or they've got their top players together, and they might have a, a nick here and there. But – I think some of that, and the other thing is the way they play the game. You know, they they're never out of it. They they never get way behind. They just grind out. They're tough. They're physical, and um, they grind it out. You know, yeah. they stay within range. They keep it so they can in the fourth quarter they have an opportunity to win the game. Well, look at Tennessee's defense. They they they're a fast defense. They pursue well, and they're very physical. And that uh, that speaks to what you're talking about. Well, they're both they're like San Francisco in the fact that on both sides of the ball they're very physical up front. Yeah. They, I mean, they really are. Yeah. The only thing I would say is I just think that Cincinnati has got the opportunity to hit some big plays in the passing game and, and put that game out there a little bit for them. Yep, and that game will be once again for everyone. That game is in Tennessee. Let's go to San Francisco and Green Bay. Uh, I mentioned already the 49ers with a great front four played well all year, maybe made the difference in this team, but they're banged up. Nick Bosa uh, had a head injury, neck injury. He left the game early. You got to check on his status. And uh, they, they had another injury there with Fred Warner. You know, they're, they're, they're big linebacker. Injuries. Who's yeah. yeah who's hey, making what a all great kind of plays. Yeah. yeah. And that's, those are, those are huge. You know, sometimes you can win, but then lose at the same time. And, and from a defensive standpoint, it feels like San Francisco's doing that. But this will be interesting. So this is a team now that beat the Packers in an NFC Championship game a few years back. So I'm sure the Packers will, will recount that one. Uh, but, you know, this is you're going back to Green Bay now. This, there's some history with this game, right? We know this, the Packers and 49ers. In the, so they'll show all those. Those tapes, but there, there's uh, there's going to have to be some added pressure on the 49ers now with the defensive injuries. I'm just not sure that they're they're with or without those injuries. If their uh, their plan on offense is going to fit, you know the the Packers. And here's here's why I say that, Ron. Packers are good, really sound and really good on defense. I don't know that you can rush 
30 times against the Packers and win, I don't, unless you just – Rodgers is out of the game. He's going to get his points. He is going to get his points. Uh, the receivers are healthy. The backs are good. I mean, they're going to score points. And I don't know that you can stand in there and slug it out and rush the ball 30 times, you know, <laughs> and be – unless you're just trying to keep it in range, so to speak. So, I, you know, and Garoppolo, is, yeah, I saw him get hit on that. I knew he hurt his shoulder. So he's yeah. got a bad shoulder too on his throwing shoulder. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think they can go up there and get it done. I think the Packers are just put a lump on their head. I, and and this is. I guess this is still right. I, I keep looking at this and I don't believe it. Aaron Rodgers only four interceptions. Yeah. Wow. How how, how hard is that to do in a season? Like, I mean, you've been through great you know, quarterback. He's so accurate with the ball, and he just doesn't make dumb decisions. He has such. He knows what you're in before you are. You know. And, he just—I've never seen a quarterback like this. He's—he's he's playing at such a high level that I don't know if we've ever seen it in the league. Yeah. Well, Green Bay's got to prove they can get out of this this championship game curse. Now they've dropped the last two championship games they've been in. So, and last year they lost to a Tampa Bay team that came up there and surprised them. Yeah. Like I said, they'll have—they'll uh, have Jair Alexander back. Bakhtiari, we're not sure about that. And we talked about the turnovers of Tennessee not being solid in the giveaway takeaway turnover ratio, but the Green Bay Packers are on the opposite side of that spectrum, plus sixteen, folks, yeah. plus yeah. sixteen. That's 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 insane, and that's number one in the NFL. Usually, when you're that high in in the turnover ratio, you're going to the Super Bowl. That team usually goes. Yeah, they're just playing such great football in all avenues, special teams. Uh, Defensively, they they're really come along from where they were at the beginning of the year, and yeah, of course where they are, they're healthy, finally healthy, with a yeah. week off. That's a scary proposition for anybody to go up there and and see a team that you know is a great football team, but has been blemished with injuries, full healthy and rested and ready to go. That's that's tough. That's okay, be- so so Mike, let's take this from from the the reverse now. Look at it from the inside out. What's the only thing? that can screw Green Bay up Turnovers. the first thing. Turnovers. Because all this it, stuff you talk about, yeah. you know, you got the quarterback. He's a Hall of Famer. They're healthy. They've got – it seems like from top to bottom, they're as good as the Rams are uh, as far as talent and stars and all that stuff. So what is the one thing that you want to avoid if you're a coach? Turnovers. Turnovers. You just can't – you cannot turn the ball over. No fumbles. They hang on to that football. And uh, the thing that's hurt hurt Green Bay in the past a little bit, although you can't really doesn't show in the scores much, but are drop passes. They've had some drop passes. You're right. Had them you in know, the championship game last yeah. year. I remember Devontae Adams dropping one in the end zone for a touchdown. For no and those things, reason. yeah, you can't account for a drop pass. You just can't. You know. So, but you're kind of nitpicking at that point. I just think that uh, I don't know that San Francisco has the firepower to match them. The Rams don't. The Rams don't. Interesting. No, the Rams. The Rams <laughs> offensive line and, and oh, uh, no, no, yeah, right. Is a is a real Achilles heel for that football team. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's go now to let's go to the Rams. Then, so the Rams are going to head back to Tampa Bay. Uh, I talked about this as we signed on. Tampa Bay and the offensive line, they got beat up in that win against Philadelphia. Tristan Wirfs, the right tackle, you know, outstanding right tackle, maybe the best in the game. Uh, he's got a leg injury. He's in a walking boot as of right now. 
the center, Ryan Jennings uh, Jensen is, uh, you know, this is the guy with the long red hair likes to fight everyone. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he had an injury. He came back in the game because he's a tough guy. I expected yeah. that, but he, I don't think he's 100%. Now they're talking about moving Alex Kappa over to the right tackle position because Wells, Josh Wells, who came in and subbed for worse, he's got a quad injury. Yeah. So this is not what I want to hear if I'm a Bucks fan getting ready to go up against Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Ashawn Robinson, and, oh, by the way, Von Miller on the other side. No, I think I do think the Rams go down there and beat them. I really do. I do, um, too. They're, I think winning that game was a big shot in the arm from losing to the 49ers here a few weeks ago. And Yeah. Yeah, you know, just kind of selling out the two additions have all of a sudden showed up big, you know, with the receiver in the in the rush end, and you know they're they're playing on they're hit on all cylinders right now. They really are. Um, I think the offensive line uh, for the Rams will struggle some somewhat with that front from Tampa, but uh, I think they'll go down there and beat that team. I really do. I, I do too, and I and I think McVay is a good enough coach to figure out how to protect his offensive line from that. He, the first way to protect it is to get off to a lead, running the damn ball. That, that'll make all of that easier. Well, having Cam Akers now changes everything because now all those yeah. play actions that you were reluctant to run because you weren't running the ball makes him yeah. good. Yeah, it, it does change everything. And now it looks like they're starting to get Odell Beckham involved. And Odell lets you know every time he makes a play because he does a dance or something. Well, they got but, those three receivers with Jefferson and, of course, uh, you Cubs. know, the Cup. Yeah. Those three receivers, you trot them out there, and the tight end's a good player. So, yeah, and Cam Akers kind of was the missing piece for that football team. Yeah, yeah. No, they can. They can. They are hitting. Something. They're like the Green Bay Packers. They're hitting on all cylinders right now. Really yeah, are. this one feels like it's headed uh, a collision course for Green Bay and the Rams in Green Bay for the for the national NFL. I just wish the Rams defensively would be uh, um, do a little bit more with their front, you know, to get guys free. Yeah, yeah. Then maybe they might. Maybe they've been saving more it. They haven't done much. And- they pressured yeah. last night. Yeah. They ran some pressures, which I almost fell out of my chair. But yeah. <laughs> you know. that would be the NFC championship game if it happens. So yeah. We'll uh we'll uh do, do you think do you think going back to the Tampa Bay thing, uh, what will Brady try to do? Now Brady can't run. He's not a runner. So he, he's gonna get the ball out of his hands quick, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that I really believe that they'll sit on all that stuff. Um, perhaps go into another five-man front look with him, making it difficult because they're they're short in the running back position too, aren't they? I'm talking about Tampa. So, yeah. Well, Ronald Jones didn't play last week, but right. they're they're saving him. Fournette should go this week. Well, Fournette shows up and Jones. That uh, it's a little bit different for him. Then they'll have. Yeah. I think that's what they have to do. I think Tampa Bay has got to run the football, grind it out, and protect to. the quarterback and, and be judicious with the throws because, you know, you you just you got to keep their offense out the field as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, Buffalo, Kansas City. Well. So we're, at, we're in Kansas City now. Yep. And this is where they lost the AFC championship game last year to the Chiefs. And, 
You know, that was a scene of uh, Diggs standing on the sideline there when everyone else had gone in watching them present the, the trophy to the Chiefs. So, yeah, I think this is, uh, I just think Buffalo goes in and just puts a big thump on them, right on them. I, th- I think it's going to be a hard game for the Chiefs to stay in. I really do. I don't think they're any good on defense. I, like I said, I think I Spagno has done a great job. The sky's in the fact that they're they're really not very good, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he'll take off a couple times and start running with the football and, you know, all that stuff. They're just not going to – I just think the way they're playing right now, they just hit their stride. I'm talking about Buffalo. Yeah. And they're so good on defense. They have a good plan for Mahomes. Um, I just think they go in there and win this one pretty big. So I talked earlier about the defensive um, – uh, categories for the Buffalo Bills. They're number one in total yards given up, passing yards given up, first downs given up, third downs, points. The interception by Micah Hyde, which I thought was the game changer, uh, first quarter. Buffalo had gone down and scored, and now here comes New England. He flying across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was as good of intercept. That was a Hall of Fame type interception. He and now, the quarterback too. I mean, he got such a great break on the quarterback. Of course, the quarterback yeah. didn't didn't use his eyes like he's supposed to. But then you do what you got to do. You know. Yeah. You did yeah. the right thing. Yeah, and 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 then you could say, well, maybe the ball if it's put over the the shoulder and this and that. And the, but that, the kid made a great play. And another reason it's a great play is you know I've played in that stadium in that weather, in that cold and that wind. It is hard to track a ball in the air with that wind in that stadium and to do that and running and locate. And if you watch carefully, Mike, he caught it over his head. It was a blind catch. It it almost, it almost defied physics when you look at it again, because it's not like he could track it the whole time, whole time. Got it. Got it. He tracked it. And then at one point it was blind and now he just had to wait and feel it. (laughs) I thought it was one hell of a play. I, I think really he caught did. it by accident. That happens. You know, I I, I don't even I don't want to say that. Yeah, I I mean, it's just like that catch last <laughs> night uh, by the uh, Arizona receiver. Yeah, thirteen went through his arms, hit the chest of the. Oh, deep that crap! Yeah, yeah, that that stuff. Yeah, right. That happens. No, but yeah. he he went and got. He saw it. He got it in midair, and uh, he had yeah. a few ports. And he just he did did a great job. He got an exceptional break on the ball. As soon as. That quarterback tilt is he was yeah. on it. So yeah. I just think they're they're too good defensively. Um I think they have a great plan for Mahomes. Mahomes is not moving around like he used to. Remember two years ago? He didn't know yeah. if he was gonna take off or not and all the stuff he did. And yeah. Hill will hurt them. He'll get his plays. But after that, I just think that uh Kelsey, you know, they'll get they'll make some plays, but I just don't know if they can keep pace with the the Bills on offense. Now, Buffalo's got the quarterback, the offensive line. That's another thing we're talking about. That offensive line is is, is good size, and they're very physical. They're 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 one of those groups. They like to punch you in the mouth, and they don't mind getting in a fight or two. Just think if they had a Cam Akers with them, you know, somebody oh, like that right now. Gosh, that's yeah, and that that might be where they head. I next. just think it's a Bills Packers Super Bowl more than likely, and. You know, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, and Buffalo hit that rough stretch. Remember that? Yes, or I do. You know, and they they couldn't figure out what Pittsburgh what New England just them. did to them. Pittsburgh, Pitt- yeah, Pittsburgh, right, yeah, right, right. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Ron, Pittsburgh beat them, right? 
So they got him right. They, you know, but they got the run game with the quarterback. They've got the resiliency. They're a resilient team. They've gone through some ups, some downs, some some tough stuff. I, I think, think they've got a, good chemistry. I think that's a head coach too. I think he does a great job. Yeah, you know, in leadership in terms of getting that team where they need to be. You know, their mindset and all that stuff. Yep, number one defense, third in the NFL in offense, twenty eight points per game, folks. They they're rolling up some points, and that's yeah, uh, that's big. Hey, keep an eye on this kid, number nineteen, Isaiah McKenzie. He's a return guy. You know, reminds you of a Tyreek Hill. Okay, quick, fast, oh, explosive. He's got, he, he's got juice now. Oh, he go. this he does this remind kid. me of Tyreek. He does. He's got yes. He's got some, uh, and Hill's got speed, but he has an acceleration that is really unusual. Yeah, yeah. What I guess it's suddenness. Is that is that what it is? Suddenness. Yeah, I mean, he gets I mean, into a top gear, and his top gear is better than everybody else. You know, it's one thing getting into a top gear within a couple of steps, but when it's yeah. faster than everybody else, that's really unusual. When, when it's faster yeah. than everyone else, yeah. is, then yeah. that's that's and a that's whole, and he is. You know, he's he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, no, he is. He is. Uh, so give me your Super Bowl picks. Well, I think it's going to be Green Bay and Buffalo. I really do. Um, you know, I, I think Buffalo uh, ends up uh, winning this one, of course. And then I think uh, probably Cincinnati plays them in the AFC championship game. But I think they win it. I think they, I think they win the AFC and go into the Super Bowl. I do think that, uh, that the Packers are going to be really hard to beat up there. I really do. Yeah. 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 I picked Buffalo. Well, actually, I picked Kansas City and Green Bay. I could see Green yeah. Bay early. I just see Kansas City. Well, you might be right. Green. You I, might be right because, you know, I'm a big, as you know, from last year, I'm a big Buffalo fan. I just like the way they play. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, right now they're, they're playing as good as they've ever played and they're doing oh, it at the right time. Right. If if they had home field, I think it'd be a dumb dumb deal. It would be yeah. like going back to the nineties when, yeah. when they had that thing rolling there and we're going to the four straight. It would be it would be over. But yeah. you know, I think the head coach will address that too because it doesn't make much difference to him now with New England too. I think that doing that to New England is a big big deal to prepare them to play for big games like that on the road too. That's right. Hey, we'll end with this, Mike. Uh, Give me your give me your MVP. Well, wait, hold on to your MVP. Let, let's discuss these two things. Uh, the Raiders unloaded Mike Mayock, GM. We figured that might happen. Did that surprise right. you at all? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that You're was a personal hire from John, and yeah. it didn't make any sense at the time. Yeah, it, it didn't. It made no sense to me. It right. made no sense to me and a lot of other people. And so uh, is Mike McCarthy going to survive down there? In Dallas. Well, because it, you know he doesn't ruffle anybody's feathers, and uh, that guy in that position is the hardest job in the NFL, and he's managing it pretty good. Um, yeah, he's going to survive because ultimately they know it's not his fault because he's not allowed to. Whoever is that in that position, like we said before, is a substitute teacher in the eighth grade. You know, you just try to keep him from burning the building down. You know, <laughs> what did you say? Substitute teacher in eighth grade. Yeah. Just just survive the day, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. And I was a substitute teacher in eighth grade when I first got in teaching. And 
you go in there, they don't listen to a word you say. You lock the door, and hope, hopefully nobody gets hurt in that hour. You got them, you know. They just do what they want to do, and that's kind of what – because the head coach doesn't have any authority or they don't put any weight on anything he says down there because they know that, that he's not making any decisions. Mike, where were you a substitute teacher in eighth grade? At <laughs> – Point Loma Junior High School over here at uh, in San Diego. My first year out of school, first two years, I was a substitute teacher while I was coaching at Mesa College. And um, my very first job was at San Diego High School. Yeah. And those days, they were in a modular system. So I had a biology class for three hours, and I had a oh. stack of films I was supposed to show them. So I put them on. There's about 10 or 12 kids in the San Diego High School. This is when the old school used to – was they tore it down, but was there – we're on the third floor, and all of a sudden, the, the window covering kind of moved a little bit. And I went over there, and there was a kid climbing out of the third floor. He was going to drop. Yeah. Oh. So I'm pulling him in, and then I heard somebody say, ooh, cool. So I went and turned the lights on, and a kid back there had sulfuric acid, and he was pouring it on the desk back there. So that was my very first day. And then I went to get a cup of coffee at lunch. And they wouldn't give me a cup of coffee because they don't give coffee to the students. So I had to get my license out. And then she still wouldn't believe me that I was 21 years old. You know, I said, no, no, I'm a substitute. years. So you finally got a cup of coffee. So it was a tough day for the mixture. <laughs> what you said? <laughs> tough day for the mixture. Sulfuric oh, acid on the deal. Man. And I had to oh. pull a kid off the third floor window. He was going to hang out there and drop. He wanted to, to ditch school. You know, he's going to break his legs. Oh, Gosh, I can't believe that, man. You got to be kidding. And, oh, and that was the days of the boom box. So I had one of the girls in there had a big boom box and she had that thing going. You can't, you can't watch the movie. And I trying to get her to turn the boom box off. And you're trying, you're trying to get her. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That, that's a hazard pay for substitute teachers in those days at San Diego High School. They should have tripled oh, their pay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Well, see, but the, the, the shining moment there is. They say all great coaches are great teachers. Okay. Well, that was a survival mode. I don't know if I taught anybody anything. That was a survival. <laughs> mode. Yeah. Oh man, uh, give me give me your MVPs. Cooper Cup. Yeah. I think just to do what he did, uh, you can't him, cover him. You have to double him. Uh, I can't remember seeing a receiver in the league that's had that kind of impact. Yeah. Ever, yeah. you know, Jerry Rice. He's in that league. He just yeah. is. Yeah. That's uh, I kind of had him down there. You know, had some other guys down, but he always kept popping up. You know, they they got Aaron Rodgers there. They've got Brady there. Brady has put up crazy numbers. He has. But, and see, those two are both those are easy picks. But I think yeah. it's just so unusual what he's doing and what he's done and the yeah. problem he presents. I just think it'd be good to see him get it. Yeah. All right, Mike. That's it for us, man. Uh, All right, Ron. Don't forget now, hey, the uh, third round of the AMA Supercross is coming to your hometown down there uh, in San Diego is this it, weekend. Are those motorcycles or are those bicycles? Are those motocross things? That's, that that's that right. Those are, those are motor. Nah, these are bikes. Bicycles? These are no, these are motorcycles. Oh, yeah. motorcycles. Yeah. Yes, right, man. That's right. You hear that noise? Yeah. Man, it's like Formula One. Hey, this is the sport I told you I wanted to do. You know, if I didn't play professional football, I was going to race motocross. So just, just Ron keep that in mind. Uh, do I have to divulge that? Is, no, is, but I'm is just that in my contract. A, I'm, making a, I'm making a okay. point to you. Well, let, you let's right? just say I'm, I'm uh, 59 and hanging. 
Well, let's just yeah. say that it's nice to wear the shirt, but don't get on the bike. Right. Mike, I know that much. Believe me. Good. I'm not getting in the bikes anymore. Good. As hard as it is. Now, I may put around the, you know, the backyard a little bit, but that's just between us. I can't help it, Mike. I love it so much. Mm. They're going to be at Petco Park. So if you get bored, you and Julie want to go down Saturday night. You know, race starts at like 730. If you want to go. I love hamburgers, too, but I don't eat 30 of them. <laughs> All right, Mike. Okay, that's Ryan. it, man. We're Talk done. To you later. I'll see you Bye. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Martin. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, be sure and leave us a review on Apple. Join us next Tuesday for a new episode as we discuss the new candidates for the head coaching vacancies. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.